making just noises for no reason. Oh, are we recording? Yeah, of wow. course. I just turn it on. Did see it when it happened. We didn't miss too much. Did not. Did I incriminate myself yet? No, no. You just said lie down, which could be interpreted as kind of. Was that? Did that sound like a command? Yeah, it did sound like a command. Say. I was being a therapist. No, we're going to dive into your past for different reasons. Go for it. This is Sessions with Mary Jane. I'm Rena Ezra. I'm Brendan O'Brien. And I'm Jordan Freed. And we are. Joined by uh, a local legend, for sure, in the Hudson Valley and Rockland County comedy scene. Uh, he may have officiated a wedding that you've been at as well, because he also brings people in love together, hmm. along with uh, tearing them apart with humor. <laughs> uh, we are here with the, uh, the unimitable... John Wendell. Yeah. 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 Thanks for having me. That is the best introduction I've had on a podcast all day. Oh. Yeah. No, that was fantastic. Jordan took a lot of care with the agitating shows. Because like, sometimes you couldn't rush right into amazing, phenomenal, great things right. like... Wait, was it on in? I can never even. And then, and then, and then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you eat a thesaurus today? Yeah. I'm just gonna in the edit, just like <laughs> cut and paste the word. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> for anyone listening to that that assumes like Jordan wrote that intro over the course of weeks, mm-hmm. no, he winged it and nailed it like that. Mm-hmm. No, oh, yeah, that was just me up on this. Point. Off the top, everything is off the cuff. The only uh, writer on this show is marijuana. All right, right. marijuana getting full points for this later on. Marijuana cannabis junior. Yes, she's all the writer. (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for being on the show, for agreeing to do this, and just my pleasure. (laughs) Yeah, just smoking a bong with us. Where do you travel from today? Where is your location, home wise? I uh, I live in Nyack, New York. If I don't give my exact address, you'll understand. Mm -hmm. But if you come there and look for me, probably find me. It's not a big town. It's a wonderful uh, place. I love Nyack. Yeah, cute village. Um, I mean, I'm there only because that's where my wife said we were moving one day. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, and that's, uh, where, yeah, so not too far away. How long you been in Rutherford? Uh, I've been there for probably, and I apologize for not studying my own life before the show. Because <laughs> uh, these are tough cards. I can answer more about Jordan's life than my own. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to be off by five to 20 years right now. No, I, I've been there probably about uh, maybe 10 years in total. Uh, we bought Good our house in Upper Nyack like four years ago. So wow. yeah, so yeah, I've been there a little bit. I'm originally from Long Island, so Whoa, uh, you know, right. adjusted to the uh, upper state situation. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm from Suffolk County, Long Island. Whoa, so, that's where my mom is uh, from. No way. Yeah, it's yeah. not a conspiracy. Shirley, <laughs> she's from Shirley, or that's her name? Yeah, no. Or you're she's positive from she's from Long Island. Her name's Shirley. And she's from yeah. Shirley. Yeah, she's deep into Long Island. Yeah. yeah. Now, everyone I've ever met who's from Long Island either like really loves it or they hate the shit out of it. Which camp would you say you fall into? So I got out early enough. I actually left Long Island when I was well. When I went to college um, at eighteen, I never really fully came back. Like I'd come back in the summers, and then I moved in with my now very ex-wife mm-hmm. uh, right after that. So outside of Long Island, so. I, at the time, loved it and would talk a bunch of shit like everyone else. I'd be like, Billy Joel would kick Bruce Springsteen's ass. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
You know, like start spouting off facts about the Hamptons, you know, like I was cool. <laughs> where I didn't live anywhere near it. But um, Reference the Great Gatsby. Like, yeah, that's Long yeah. Island. <laughs> yeah, but then after a few years away and like living in a few different places and seeing how civilized people behave, I realized, you know what, people from Long Island have their head up their ass. So while I have an affinity for it and a love as it's where I'm from, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the people are three quarters dog shit, if I can say that. <laughs> not, I hope you don't have a big contingent of listeners in Long Island, but they, most of them are nodding along going, yeah. no, we're, <laughs> right. we're total dog shit. Right. Or what's, they think they're in the 25%. What's the other quarter, though? Is that just like people who are not dog shit? Just my family. No. <laughs> and, even, <laughs> and even them, to be fair, often belong in the other category. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I think there's uh, people, the other people are ones that probably also had experience off Long Island mm-hmm. enough to be like, all right, I got a little perspective in the world. We're not like the top shit. Yeah. You know, ever so. My mother's the worst. My mother, who is seven hundred, no, she's like seventy right now or sixty. She's gonna kill. Her. I think she's sixty-nine. <laughs> but um, she she only has left Long Island ever to pretty much like you know visit us or visit someone else briefly and then immediately you know back. And every time we see her, she just spouts off how how specifically better things are on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Like, like if we have a bagel, it's like, well, our bagels are better on Long Island. I'm like, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'll give you the bagels <laughs> and like shellfish. That's what you, you get that. But what else is, you know, and it's everything, you know, it could be, you know, it could be drinking seltzer and she'll be, you know, the seltzer on Long Island. It's uh, different than this. It's, yeah. Uh, you probably don't have the brand we have. I'm like, this is not, it's not in South America. It's not, it's not hard it's to get. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm just like, all right. Well, I'm glad. Enjoy your bubbly water. Yeah. What is it about Long Island that makes people have that kind of, I guess, pride? You can call it, or just like, the, like self, yeah. like love of themselves. You know, I think it's being sort of, sort of geographically segregated a little bit. You know, mm. They are an island after all, so I think that again, a lot of people don't don't leave the island mm. as if it's like Gilligan's Island. They just don't leave, but. Um, but yeah, and so I think that like if you don't ever leave where you are and you're pretty much around a lot of other people that mostly their whole world is, is within this, you know, couple hundred mile radius mm-hmm. that, um, you know, you tend to get some maybe that pride or that sort of nationalism, Long Island nationalism, right? It's like white nationalism. But on a nice beach house. That's yeah. basically uh-huh. what's going on down there. <laughs> yes. What was your relationship with New York City as a kid? Um, sexual? No, it was uh, <laughs> primarily. No, um, it was my relationship with everything as a, as a older older kid. Anyway, uh, I don't want to get creepy, but um, yeah. Anyway, it was, uh, I didn't I didn't get to the city a lot as a little kid. You know, um, we'd go in uh, actually when I was like three or four. We'd go into the city quite a bit, and then not for years after. And the reason I'd get in there a lot when I was three and four is because uh, we had a neighbor whose daughter was my age, and she was, uh, when she was a little baby and a toddler, she was in commercials. <laughs> she, she was in, like, a handful of, like, national commercials, too, you know? And my my mother thought, wow, that's amazing. And, and the neighbor was like, you should get your daughter. And she thought it would be great, you know, how, what fun, go to her city and have her be a model. And, uh, of course, my dad was like, what's the check look like? <laughs> right? Like, it ain't nothing, right? So... He was like, yeah, no, she should definitely be a model. That's good for her. So we would go in for, like, these auditions with a bunch of crying babies and, like, sit out in the in the hallway for three hours while crying babies were auditioning for, like, a, you know, to be in the background of, like, a, a you know, freaking Stouffer's stuffing commercial or something. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so I, and my sister, by the way, 
uh, end result. And two of my sisters went through this. None of them ever got a commercial. Mm. Like, <laughs> like two of them were called back to audition again and leave. So my relationship early on with the city was that was like being dragged on the train to go to mm. the city to sit around and listen to crying babies. So, mm. so when I was it an hasn't older, changed. not right. <laughs> <laughs> when I became a teenager and adult, and I go there by myself, it was like not always a positive. You know, I was like, well, I don't know if I can go there, and they're just a bunch of crying babies. Like, isn't that how that works? <laughs> then we get a slice of pizza. Yeah. There's that. like a baby and pizza quota that you have <laughs> right. to meet whenever you go to the city. I went in there. I was like, where are all the crying babies? I don't understand. Yes. Well, John, speaking of New York, um, oh, yeah. you have a challenge uh, coming up uh, yes. that you will be challenged to take, and the challenge is yours to take if you'd like. Uh, so the challenge is... Um, it's a challenge? Can I get, do I have that right? There will be a challenge, is how challenged you are. It might be, it's more challenging getting the challenge out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is very challenging already. It's all part of the strategy. So, uh, so you must name uh, because we are aware that you are a Mets fan, a New York Mets Ooh, fan. Yes. So you That's must name as many, if not all, of the major league and minor league baseball teams. <laughs> wow! Okay. You name as many as you can name. Why does that? Why does that sound so daunting? The guy well, who's got in the well. Oh, now I'm going to be mean, challenged. Could, My manhood's could, about to be challenged. Right, say, no, no, I'm just saying that, like, you, there's a range. Some people have gotten zero, or one team has gotten zero. Sometimes we have people who are head on. And the highest score we've gotten, people have gotten on their own list, not the same list as yours, their own list that they were signed, 92? 90, yeah. 91? 91, yeah. Yeah. Well, if it was like, you know, name foods, I'd be good. You know, I'd get you <laughs> Just general food. 380, right? Yes. But, all right, so baseball teams. So just, uh, so all right, so minor league baseball teams, probably like a billion of them. So I can name maybe a handful, but like major league teams, let's see. I'm going to go, uh, we'll start in the National League East. We got the Mets, the Braves, the Phillies. The Nationals and the Marlins. Division. Yeah, that, that National League division. So we got the whole National League East. And yeah. like the little, I'm going to miss something. But. All right, then we got, um, let's go Cardinals, um, Pirates, Brewers. Cardinals, Pirates, Brewers. Let's go, uh, who am I missing? Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks. Let's go. Let's do the Colorado Rockies. Let me get those teams out of the way. <laughs> now I'm moving all over the place. I'm like, forget where I was. Okay. <laughs> the Dodgers. Tell me if I'm going too fast. The Giants. SF in the house. The so Dodgers, Giants. Um, uh, Dodgers, Giants. San Diego Padres. Flying a drone in my head right now. Yeah. I don't know he's looking. He's thinking of all the teams that beaten the Mets over the right, yeah. two, over last easy. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's uh, you're right. If I put myself in a sad or let me remember the beatings, then yeah, I'll, I'll think of them quicker. Yeah. So, when did when did you get into baseball or like liking the Mets or just like that? That I got into early. You know, again, probably a Long Island thing. My mm -hmm. father was a big Mets fan, and so growing up, and uh, so he would take me to games, and and when I was growing up in the 1800s, <laughs> uh, no, the Mets were like, you know, like late 70s, early 80s when I was growing up. Like the Mets were so awful that uh, it would Word? very be it would be very easy to get <laughs> tickets to any game like five minutes before the game and get good seats. You yeah. know? So it was like, yeah, that you know. So I, I went to quite a few games, uh, you know, as a kid. And, and, 
Yeah, just kind of follow them from there. Yeah, is Long Island like Mets territory, or it's, I mean more so than Yankees, just yeah. because they're in you know Queens and the proximity. But um, I mean, it's it's fairly close. But there's probably you know I would guess there's a few more Mets fans and Yankees fans on Long Island specifically. Yeah, especially as you get closer to, to Queens. But mm. but yeah, it's been. Uh, um, I'm just attracted to misery. <laughs> you know so is got? that how you got into comedy? <laughs> I mean, at all. Uh, by the way, if you had me keep going on the list. I oh, you go. 20, you can go ahead and talk. You can interrupt the conversation. Okay, I didn't know that rule. I didn't know if like, the timer yes. go off yeah. or nah. like that. Yeah. Or if they're like, I thought they were like, you're so boring at listing things. No, they have to stop you immediately. <laughs> this is a fun thing to do. Um, She'll always have the pad over there. Oh, yeah. So, what was the last question I it was something your comedy, just your misery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying yeah. to use it, trying to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you've been doing she comedy. She was like, You won't be speaking for me. I'm just going to answer my own question. <laughs> you, um, you've been doing stand ups yeah. specifically for how long? Uh, thank you for saying that because, of course, I've been doing comedy since the womb. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been doing stand up for about 10 years, I think. Hmm. Um, which, you know, you're young enough to think, wow, that's a long time. People live that long. But, um, but yeah, to me, it, it feels like it's been two minutes. But, but yeah, 10 minutes, but definitely like some breaks in there where, you know, I had, you know, I had like a, a about a three and a half year period where I probably got on stage five times, mm. you know, and I've had a couple of the years where it wasn't much more than that. But, um, but yeah, overall, since when I started, it's about 10 years. Mm. I met him a little after he started, and then he's known me for a third of my life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> hey, come on over and we'll make you feel older. <laughs> so, yeah. What was what was the attraction for you? <laughs> to Jordan? Well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you say yours, I'll say mine. He was sixteen. What that was, was mine. <laughs> I met him at CDs, but he was a Jester's uh, champ for sure, right? <laughs> Man, that was that stage in the comedy career where I'm like, I, I assume next week I'm going to be on Conan, you know, or it was like, and then you realize three years later, like, oh, no, no, you, you sucked still, you know, you were just a little bit okay, but, um, but yeah, I remember meeting Jordan, man, we were, we were at uh, one of those, you know, open mic shows or whatever, and, uh, you know, here was this young guy, like, I don't know, 16, with that smooth skin. Tom Cruise smile, you're still rocking there, dimples. But anyway, uh, no, and I remember George just doing one liners that were like clever, like, and some of them they and with one liners, it's always like that you know, they either hit right or they they're flat, you know, and it's like, and of course, he had both, so just just like watching a young kid up there like doing great bombing doing all in one set and then like still coming back the next time I was like that's balls yeah I didn't have that at 16 I, I didn't start comedy until I was in my late 30s till I got the balls to do it yeah so what what was the thing that got you over the hump and, and got you to eventually just do it yeah so it was really oh man I'd hate to do something nice and credit my wife do it but, oh, all right <laughs> Make sure I get a clip of just this part so I can tell. I'll be like, it was pretty much all like that, the whole podcast, honey. Yes. <laughs> Praising you, but here's the highlight. Let's we'll make an hour and a half of battle. Yeah, right, right. Over and over. Can you just, yeah. Can we do an extra hour after where I'm just being like, she's just amazing. It's hard to explain. But, uh, <laughs> it's a miracle, and I don't question it. Um, but, yeah, no, she, uh, you know, I'm, like everyone else in common, usually you're the funny guy in the group of friends and all that. You know you're the funny guy, but... 
you know, figuring out how to translate that or do it in front of people was not something I, you know, I, I thought about but never really came close to doing. I just thought that's not, you know, just do that one day. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, my wife and I were, were, I don't know, we were watching a couple different stand-up comics on TV. And I remember at one point my wife just being like, you know, you're just as funny as that guy. Like, mm-hmm. you've told me stories from high school or this or that that are hilarious. You know, you've been at dinner in front of people telling a story and you're just knocking people down like... You just need to figure out a little bit about how to do it in front of people, like mm-hmm. on the stage and all that. And, and I was just like, oh, I don't know, maybe, but it sparked something. And then um, she found co- a comedy class thing and like bought me a, uh, yeah, like a, like this comedy class thing in the city at Gotham Comedy Club. And I was like, wow, now I kind of have to go do that. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it worked. Like a lot of people talk shit about comedy classes. It works for some, doesn't work for, it's like whatever works for you. But for me, what worked was not so much even that I was learning a whole lot doing it, but just it forced me to go eight Sundays in a row mm. to a place and do a thing because I'm famous for like, let me, I want to join karate. And I throw one punch and I'm like, I quit. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> go on to the tennis. Let's buy all the rackets and then yeah. fuck that after the first serve. So, um, but yeah, it forced me to do it. And I just, you know, first time on stage talking into a microphone and getting a group of strangers to laugh at what I said. It was, that was it. That was the heroin, you know, mm-hmm. that's the smack. And then that's it. And Is I, it hard I to discipline in. yourself of like to go to open mics often or do these shows a lot or do you like, or you, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm listening. I'm just like, the answer is certainly yes, but I'm just like, yeah. And to every detail you're giving me, but yeah. So it's like, yeah, I've always had a hard time with that. Like I, with self-discipline. Um, now I need to lie down on a couch, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think yeah. it stems from being a child. The lying neglect. down begins now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone lie down. Were you always creative as a kid? Or like you started with, you're just like, no practical science mind. Yeah. No, I think I'm a bit of both, but no, I was, I was always creative more than anything. And always like, um, you know, the class clown or, you know, just wanting to get a laugh from people. I think yeah. that's, you know, often comes from those before you. And that was my dad who was always cracking, you know, wisecracks and just sort of trying to make people laugh, you know, often in a insulting, demeaning Don Rickles, but not even funny dad. Why did you talk <laughs> like that kind of way? Uh, but um, <laughs> what was the question? No, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, that, yeah, that kind of just came from, came from that, you know, and then it's always, always was yeah. just uh, about, trying to make other people laugh. Like I thought that was, that, that translated to value, you know, to mm-hmm. me. And I think Chris Rock talked about that when we were chilling at his mansion. Uh, <laughs> you're in Jersey now. <laughs> yeah. Is it one of your comedians, um, the comedians you admire? Yeah. I love how you choose your words. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to say idol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like that. Like, yeah, I definitely, yeah. He's, not, every, he's and not everybody views them as idols or heroes sure, or right, people to absolutely. actually look up to. Right. But, but in, in the sense that like, it's someone you, um, you know, value or seek yeah. to emulate because yeah. of that piece of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I agree with that too. Not everybody, you know, an idol sounds too all encompassing. Like you don't idolize someone's entire being. You might idolize their stand up performance yeah. in a way that you know I, yeah, I, I idolize that mm-hmm. in the sense that that's like wow that's where you want to be that's what you know in terms of just that that yeah. hour on stage so but yeah someone like Chris Rock I mean he's a he's a top tenner you know top ten for sure and uh, uh, yeah definitely someone I've mm-hmm. uh, you know, definitely never sat through an hour of him and not laughed mm-hmm. that way, right? true 
He's great. Yeah, hmm. I don't know if I've ever not laughed at his stuff. Yeah, because so. he's, he's always he always like is like generally entertaining. He always like I think he he's like one of like the best in terms of like the the way he talks and like his like delivery is like yeah. very very unique. You always yep. like you can hear Chris Rock talking and know exactly it's Chris yeah. Rock immediately. Yeah. yeah. The voice, the persona, his his you know his stagecraft is amazing. I mean, he's been doing it for so long since he was a baby, you know. So, but yeah, I mean, he's just got it. He's just one of those like like a three hundred hitter in baseball, you know. He's just got it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Wow, bringing it back to baseball. Yeah, I did that for you. Uh, I wanted to yeah, bring that. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of the list, can I throw out a few yeah, more yeah, real quick? Yeah. All right, where was I? All right, so. Um, Let's go with uh, Houston Astros, Texas Rangers. Notice my strategy. Now I'm going by state. <laughs> um, well, you're going to the south. So I'm just going to start making up teams. No, no one knows. That. <laughs> you know the uh, Memphis Blue Jazz. <laughs> we have Google. Oh, We're going to verify this later. <laughs> Hey, it's no freaker than my vaccine passport that I showed George. <laughs> $500. It's quite an investment. <laughs> he even looked at it and he was like, that doesn't look exactly like mine. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So what else we got? We got uh, the Cincinnati Reds. I think I said the Pirates already earlier. Yeah. Cincinnati Reds. We got um, the Cleveland Indians since I'm in Ohio. We got um, Boston Red Sox. We got the New York Yankees. Cleveland Indians. Um, who else is over there? The Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And the Baltimore Orioles. And the Seattle Mariners. Minnesota Twins. The Oakland A's. Athletics, if you wish. <laughs> It wasn't athletic. Is it just an athletic person? Is that what they're... Yeah. <laughs> they're they're really, they were very simple back then. You know, yeah. I was like, hey, what's going on? They're like, I don't know. These guys are athletic. I'm like, there we are. With yeah. The athletics, you yeah. know, and you just go like this. Honestly, th- there's so much effort that goes into, like, the whole, like, thing with, like, ma- like mascots and whether they, like, yeah. they, like, hold up in the culture. And, like, when they did, when they made these mascot names, they probably did it so carelessly. They're like, I don't know, the fucking uh, Colorado uh, Rockies, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. The mascots Rockies, are Rockies. so fun. They are. They are fun. They're <laughs> so fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to watch them race. I don't know. That's just like my favorite part of sports. Just watching them on the field doing those All races. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for the hockey. Who's the one that has a new mascot that sucks ass? That's oh, terrible. Everybody hates Flyers. Flyers and mascot. What right? is, it? is it a it's puck? Both, no. It's <laughs> so is it a flyer? Yeah. It's like, it's yeah, like it's this weird. It show. looks like it should be on Yo Gabba Gabba. Like it's just this weird uh, looking. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they like it. But Speaking of mascots, anybody who's a Mets fan uh, needs to know about the uh, Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Mr. Met drama. I don't know if you know anything about this. Uh, I mean, I know he just tested positive for COVID. Oh, he he, did? Yeah, two days ago. And he's... was you know rehabbing to come back from his surgery but i have a feeling you're gonna tell us something way worse what did he do uh noah syndergaard fucks mrs met what what yeah this is like you said that with such authority where Where? what is your source where did you get this This is a very i am mrs met like that's how authoritatively you said he met mrs met in a hallway and she told the story (laughs) i filmed it uh, if you have a twitter you should really look this up you could search uh, Mrs. Met, Mr. Met, Noah Syndergaard, and it is actually very, uh, 
Wow. Very heated. Uh, Mr. Met has trouble doing his job, I think, because he's so pumped <laughs> by That's <laughs> great. Wow. Mr. Met and Noah Syndergaard. Thor is giving her the hammer. I love it. His wow. wife. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. We're terrible. It, like, know. crosses the line. Like, Noah Syndergaard has said some very uh, iffy things online. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um... You can Amen. follow his Twitter account at your own risk, I guess. Uh, now I will. <laughs> if I don't already, I don't know. I'm hardly ever on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. So, so I like, so, I, I like vaguely just like seeing like the headlines. Just what's like the whole thing going on with the Mets now? With like the, they're like flipping off their fans, or what's the? What's yeah, going on? that's sort of. I think that's like already ended like today because oh, okay. I think upper management was like you know dropped that shit. But yeah, they got you know a couple of them got the idea that um, since you know New York fans are tough, and when your teams don't play well, like boo you so the Mets fans booing the Mets who are playing like shit lately mm. uh, and poop if this is G-rated uh, <laughs> they uh, yeah so they so Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor came up with this brilliant idea that um, since they were getting booed with thumbs down when they were like losing that when they win they were going to give it back to the crowd mm-hmm. kind of like thumbs down to the crowd when uh, okay. they're winning and the funny thing about it is um of course the Mets brass has come down and been like we need to stop that you know mm-hmm. like the fans are the fans you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game like maybe take it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. whatever, they, whatever i don't care if they're throwing stuff at you <laughs> like you're getting 15 million dollars to play catch <laughs> but um you know let them boo you but uh, but ever since they started doing it, the Mets haven't lost a game, like three in a row. Yeah, there you so, go. So I'm thinking like, no, 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 let them do it. Negative reinforcement works sometimes. Right. I guess you just got to like boo people until they do what you want. For <laughs> psychology, brother. You do kind of need that energy a little bit, I think. Uh, championship teams can't really win without it. That's right. Like they need to have a storyline behind it. Yeah. I don't know if Give you me. believe the conspiracy theories that um, I'm about to dish on to you <laughs> but I have a conspiracy theory that all sports teams are planned to win based off of like a cultural event so like the sports teams are like paying back a city for something that's happened to them or somebody that's in the news that's the most relevant well the Yankees lost in 2001 so that's, that was some bad writing right there <laughs> <laughs> They're terrorists. You didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, yeah, aliens were in Arizona, but that's that's a different. When? Where? I mean, you're not ready to hear it. But I'm not. <laughs> Wait, when will I be ready? You know, I don't know. It's confidential. Um, let's go with last year. Who won all the, the championships last year? Uh, LeBron. The Milwaukee Bucks yeah. won the NBA. And who was the most significant? <laughs> And the Tampa Bay Bucks won in the NFL. The Bucks won, and the Bucks won. Yes! Wow! Wow! Two Bucks. The Buck stopped there. Wow! This is like some coded language right here. It's crazy. It's all written inside of a one dollar bill, I think. Yeah. Inside, so like you like within the paper. Well, we don't have the technology yet to read in the in between paper, Mm -hmm. right? Right. But we will. True. True. As soon as the Mets win, the World Series, right? Then it all comes together. All right, let's move on from conspiracy theories to something that's actually real. Uh, let's you, you talk were about, worried that we were scared. Weren't you? <laughs> uh, let's talk about cryptocurrency. Oh, my God. <laughs> we are looking for some financial tips from now. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Thanks, guys. You're doing well. What do you need financial tips for? <laughs> no, we want to hear about uh, your takes on cryptocurrency because you are a, a avid poster about crypto cryptocurrency. Um, I have my moments. I um, would, first of all, as a disclaimer, would just say no one should ever follow my advice on anything. <laughs> but fact, then should, should, they, should they follow this advice of you saying don't follow? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's the conundrum. That is the paradox. You must figure that out, young children. But yeah. In fact, if you just live the life where your only philosophy was do the opposite of what I did, you'd get it right 80% of the time. Like, wow, I'm rich. But um, yeah, I, I started uh, just dabbling in crypto. I'm, I'm no expert by any means, but or even <laughs> fully novice. But um, a few years ago, and this is like my luck, um, I started looking into crypto, you know, Bitcoin stuff. And I was like, you know what? Everyone's jumping on this Bitcoin train. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it. And I wasn't sure. You know, I kind of dragged my feet. And then it was skyrocketing in like 2017 or 2018. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was like skyrocketing towards the end of the year. And it went from like 8000 to like 19000 something dollars. And I was like, you know, and then I read like an article that said someone was predicting it's going to be 100000 by the end of the following year. You know, and I was just like, wow, I'm jumping in. You know, mm. so I put a few dollars. A few dollars in there uh, at like $19,000. And then it was almost like Bitcoin went, what? Who invested? All right, let's turn this shit around. (laughs) And from there, it just went down and down. Like every, I didn't even get a moment to be like, oh, it's 21,000. No, it was the next day. It was like 18, 8, 17, 15. So it like... It took a dive. So then as a smart investor, and this is where, you know, you want to really understand not to take my advice. It went down to like 7,000. And I was like, maybe I should get out. But then it like went up to like 9,000. And I was like, now I'm getting out. It's like bumped back up a little bit real quick. Let me get out. And then like a couple months later, it was 19,000 after I started (laughs) at nine. I was like, I don't think I did that right. (laughs) I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. And then so not too long ago, I got back into crypto right when Ethereum was going nuts. Got in, bought a bunch of Ethereum and a couple other coins. And then uh, then that took a dive. But that I wrote out and it's kind of come back. So I'm around even. So like um, I'm poor is what I'm getting at. So don't be like me. But... But, um, but I've taken, you know, I've, I've gotten a little more into it this time around where I've gotten a little more, you know, trying to learn about a little more and and, and sort of studying some charts and, and being a little smarter about actually having like a strategy and not being like, Ooh, it's going up. Bye. It's going down. Sale. Like, yeah. That, uh, really wasn't working out so well, but um, but yeah, I I don't have much in there. It's like two. Point six million. So, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's change. You know, it's, it's just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, another coin, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does feel like a game, though. That's like that's the hard thing. It's not not treat like a game because like it's like feel, it's like feels very flashy, and especially like once you can get on your phone, like it's it's like so crazy that at one point it was not as easy as it is to trade any of this stuff, and now yeah. it's like very very accessible. Yeah, yeah. It's like texting Wall Street. Yeah, just the Wall Street. Give me some of that. You know, it's like if you could do that, but now you pretty much can. You know, it's just you don't even have to be there. You can just go to sleep and set your app to buy and sell at different prices. I am kind of curious about that because, like, 
you literally could, if you're good enough at day trading, just like sit here and day trade. Oh yeah, a lot of people do it. Yeah, Yeah, I know a few people that that do it. You know, Um, my wife tried to get me to do it. You know, she's like, "You'd be figuring." I'm like, "I'm just no, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to screw it up." (laughs) Yeah. And then every day you're going to be like, "Oh, how was work?" And be like, "I lost us more money." (laughs) How was yours? (laughs) Or a living? How much you make today? Two hundred. I lost us (laughs) twelve. Want to go out to eat? (laughs) Budget. If you did come into a like crazy sum of money what's the first thing that you would buy i assume you mean after the night at a brothel no uh, <laughs> a high class no uh what what's the first thing i would buy what's the dollar amount like i need an amount because a million is a different answer no, than a million yeah. you know i'm gonna say like, if you're like 50 million dollars like 50 million it's also like you open your bank account and you're like all right let me see if i have enough for this month and then you're like holy shit i have 50 million dollars yeah. in here i would spend it i wouldn't want to be one of those people that would call the bank and be like i think you made a mistake i would spend it and be like all right how do i get it back to you <laughs> i'm spending back in the economy uh, anyway it's like i have a house in the key west and i guess you can take that i don't know but uh that's how you uh, end up suicided yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. End up like one of them Jeffries that yeah. always die in jail. Dahmer, Epstein, all the Jeffries die. Um, Jeffries. Yeah, I would go, um, let's see, in order, divorce attorney. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'd keep my wife. She's not sure she'd keep me, and I don't think she's kidding, but I'd keep her. Um, she's like, sure. I'm like, that wasn't very convincing. But yeah, it definitely would be, you know, just probably buy an uh, even nicer home you know, around where we live and then, uh, definitely a vacation home somewhere. And, and when you say, what would I do? This is all just what my wife would do. <laughs> that's what we would do. <laughs> so you're like, Oh really? You like it in the Cape? You want to buy a home there? Like, not at all. I get sand up my ass. When we go there. I hate it, but that's where we're going to buy the vacation home. If we come into 50 million for me, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd probably buy like a nice SUV. I think the vehicle you would buy changes over the course of years when you dream about that. Yes. And it's very telling. Like if you're still like a Lamborghini Countach from 1987, like <laughs> 50 years old, it's like you probably should have evolved. Yeah. You know? yeah. I know which way you voted. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, nice car and the rest, you know, probably just a big mountain of cocaine. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I would do like practical stuff with some of it too i mean i definitely party you know yeah. and have fun not with the cocaine but <laughs> you know, go place go vacation all that stuff but i think in terms of like what i would do with the money to make it work for me in addition to having like a a philanthropic uh endeavor i would also i mean definitely open probably like a comedy club mm. and then not and then hire really really good people and make it awesome with really good managers that I trust so that I don't really have to do shit, mm. but show up and be like, who's going on today? Jim Gaffigan? I'm opening for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would you call your comedy club? Well, that's a good question. Uh, wow, that's one thing I never thought out. This business plan sucks. <laughs> there you are, just time to watch. Put the name of the place, and then you're just like, oh, I can't. Untitled comedy. Club. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you should call it Killers. Killers? Is there a club called Killers? There already? probably is. I don't know. Maybe there is. I don't know. I didn't mean to shit on your idea. Jordan's like, this is an amazing original idea, and I'm like, maybe it's not. Call it Gaffigan's. Jim Gaffigan always might be. I do that to him all the time. I don't know what I would call I think, you know, I think names are tough too, because it's like, I wouldn't. 
you know, you don't want a business name to just sound like every other one and be cheesy, but mm-hmm. you also kind of sure. want to indicate yeah. what the place is in the title. You know? Yeah. So comedy clubs always have those names like, you know, the Ha Ha Club and, you know, Flappers and, you know, yeah. Wisecrackers. You know? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know, I figure something out. Let me, let me come up with one on the spot. Ready? How about the... Uh, See, I, the first thing I thought was Funny Bone. There's a whole franchise of Funny Bone. You know, that's just like... Yeah, that's the name, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tickle Must Grow Them. There's probably none of those. Probably <laughs> like, not. Grow I don't tickler. think so. You know? Grow them tickle. Women will be like, can we come in or how does that work? <laughs> yeah, you can work here too. It's so mad genderly. Yeah. Do you um give your not so great advice that people shouldn't take on your podcast? <laughs> you have uh... so I I started a podcast after like two episodes and then I I kind of paused it so oh. I definitely want to get yeah back into that so maybe this will um, with all your listeners they'll start listening but um, yeah in a couple weeks I should have next episode out it's called Ask Wendell and that's kind of the idea of it is to have um, you know an interview with somebody and where we take some. You know, questions from folks that send them in. Yeah. Or some of our millions of viewers and uh, or billions of viewers. The millions and, uh, of yeah, viewers. Yeah, ask like some advice and then to give some like, you know, some some serious and some tongue-in-cheek advice too. You know, mm. Kind of keep it fun. Because I can't be serious for too long. It's a malady yeah. that I have. I don't know why. Yeah. I can't. I have a certain, like I have to try hard. It's like the default is to be silly. Mm. You know? uh, yeah, gotcha. So I, it's it's work to stay on the tightrope of serious. Yeah, what's the longest you think you can go serious? Be, like be serious without? Uh, it's so hard. like right now you have a laser pointer right on your. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. There's snipers everywhere. There's yeah, like you snipers in the wall. I know you can't see this. At, can you be serious no. through an entire funeral? Yeah, I don't go to them because I don't trust. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what do you trust? Depends who died. You yeah, know? that's if, true. If it's that's someone I'm like not very close to, and I'm just like a friend of a friend, and it's like, yeah. I'm not going, man. I'm just gonna crack some shit up, you know. But if it's like if mom died, I'd probably be like, all right, just swing by. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I love you, mom. Later. <laughs> Time to go. Flowers. Yeah, right. Flowers so, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think serious, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and and again, just from years of, uh, you know, having a day job and having to have meetings and be serious and, you know, and even there, if there's the least little bit of opening or leeway, and even when there's not really, I'll go, you know, make comments and be goofy. But, uh, but yeah, I could hold together for a little while, like hours, not like days. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't go away for like a week and be like filmed and that would be a good reality show, right? Be like, let's see how long these goofy ass comedians can be serious. <laughs> and they just film you all the time, and you're like, trying not to crack up. And they're all trying to make each other laugh by saying serious stuff that's subliminally designed to make you laugh. And it's, that's you a good idea. That. You guys, LNH studio, go make that, please. Oh, wow. Cool, yes. Give me you a want little, to be an executive producer? Yes, please. Please give me points. All right, we'll call the show Tickle, Tickling the Scrotum. <laughs> That's my luck, too. You'll go, you'll go make millions over, and you'll be like, we have him giving it to us for free yeah. <laughs> on recording. Like, we, your honor. He is entitled to nothing, and we shall make sure he maintains it. <laughs> yeah, all right, here is my honor. <laughs> uh, hey, I said don't follow my bad advice. Right. This is my own best. Gotta learn. You kind of are a uh, reality TV star, though, at this point, right? You have one of the most watched episodes of a reality TV show. Is that true? Um, I mean, that's what I've heard. And I would definitely say that, um, you know, using the word star so frivolously, take 
frivol. Frivolous. Why is that word hard to say? That's not a. <laughs> Get this man a sparkling lemon water! Frivolously. Yeah, 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 you that's, got that's it. That's a little, you know, it's not saying cat, but. Sure, it's all not, no. But, um, thank you. I just totally gave myself permission to fuck that up since no one else did. Everyone else was like, that's weird that you fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty frivolous. But yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't didn't star, but I uh, was in a blink of an eye on an episode of 90 Day Fiance, where Ooh. I officiated a wedding on season uh, seven, I think, for those look, looking back. And I yeah, I think it was like a few million um, viewers. So that <laughs> I want to try to make that like, it's funny because I want to try to make that sound as impressive as possible in certain, like, in certain situations. Like, hi, I would like to work for your comedy club. You may have seen me on TV as did 3.2 other people. Yeah. They'll yeah. be like, what was it? Comedy Central? Like, I officiated a wedding. Yeah. How did that, how did that happen? What was that? that process? How did you? Uh, how did that all happen? So, yeah. so um, I got into officiating weddings because I um, quit slash lost my job early in 2019, just before the pandemic, which is a great time to lose a job. <laughs> um, it's just like stay lost job. So as I was collecting the 14 cents that unemployment gives you, um, by the way, I was collecting North Carolina unemployment because that's where I had been working, which is less than New York. Uh, so I was like, oh, good. I get like three something damn. a week uh, for like one minute. And they're like, no, nope, now you're going to be homeless. But so while that all happened, I was like, I need to find some kind of side gig, just something to do, make a little cash while I've got this little, while I'm interviewing for jobs and all that. So, um, yeah, I got into, I got ordained, got into officiating weddings and it just kind of took off, you know, for people that are looking for a, and I'm not the only community that does it, but, um, definitely fit a niche, niche, a niche, a frivolously niche. Mm, yeah. frivolous <laughs> niche, niche. Every time I say that word, I say it both ways, niche and niche, because I never know which That's who you're with, I guess. people it prefer. Who you're with. Yeah, if you're with your so niche, I, you say niche. So I niche. say both, because I'm, yeah, I'm not racist. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be like, wow, really? You said niche? Are you being sensitive to our plight? And I'm like, I'm an ally, niche, niche. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started fishing weddings, and I was, I was only like, a few months into it and I was, you know, a little website advertising and all that. And I got a call from this couple that were interested in having like, you know, like a funny ceremony. And then they said, and you know, by the way, do you mind, um, we're filming it for reality shows. Is that okay? I'm just like, yeah, I'm a comedian. I don't care. Yeah. Film me all day long. <laughs> la, 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 film me. I'm, I'm a ham, you know? So, uh, <laughs> wait, what episode was it? Cause my sister and my, and my mom are obsessed with the show. So they probably have seen you. Uh, and I've definitely run into a lot of obsessed people, which is a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird experience, but, uh, Oh yeah, you're on a show. And I'm like, now, wait, for now real? Where do we go with the conversation? How, now? Yeah. How is it? How is that? You marry them right then and there. But it was season seven, like the finale or the second, I think it was the finale. I don't even know. That's how uninterested in my own life I am. I'm like, I think it was on TV. I don't know. Um, but, so that's fine. Yeah. So to answer how that, yeah, I've had people who are, who say, you know, they're casual fans of the show or like fanatical fans of the show, which by the way, I'd never even seen it or heard of it before they hired me. So when they told me what show it was, I was just like, oh, okay. And I told my wife, she's like, what? Oh, beyond what? <laughs> Sorry, my wife's half black. That's my impression. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out! But, uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I did it. You know, that was it. It was like a couple weeks later. It wasn't much time to think about it. I had to sign a bunch of, I will never reveal the secrets of the show type documentation, mm. uh, which I'm glad LNH here does not have. 
because uh, I've, I plan on revealing all that I've learned here today. Oh, we hope you do. We don't have an NDA. We just put everything public that we record here. There you go. Yeah. That <laughs> avoids all of it. So. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so just did that, and it was, um, you know, it was it was pretty cool. And then since then, uh, yeah, people that are like real fanatics of, of the show, like super fans of the show. First of all, they come up to me and be like, "Oh my god!" And this couple and that couple, and I tell them like, "I did. I don't produce the show. Like, I don't watch the show. I don't know anything about the show. I was just, you know, at a place for a couple hours, filmed it, and then left, and then like all the rest of that happened. You know, with the and then sometimes like, oh, we rewatched the episode episode last night because we knew you were coming today. And I'm like, oh, it's not. <laughs> And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And it made me realize something, though. And this happens, you know, every couple weeks or something, you know, when I'm at a wedding or something, usually. Um, but uh, what I found out was, I always thought, like, you know, if, if we're going to be a comedian and do that, like, isn't the ultimate goal, if you're fortunate enough, to get, like, really famous, you know? Mm-hmm. What would that be like to be famous? And I realized, like, when someone just recognizes me like that, I'm so uncomfortable. And <laughs> I don't know what to know or say. That I'm like, I'm probably better off never attaining any like real fame. That would be, I would not know what to do. It's just, yeah. you don't know what to say. So, oh my God, I saw you on the yeah. TV. And you're just like, yeah, I was on the TV. It's a, it's a very one sided kind of yeah. relation because like right. they have seen you for however many times that they've seen you yeah. and you've never seen this person ever right. once in your life. It's like someone yeah. coming to you with familiarity that you didn't, they didn't earn or whatever, right? You didn't right, see right. that, right? It's like, I don't know you. What are you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. so, and that's just, again, not celebrity, but just someone that recognizes me from that. It feels, so I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to get famous. <laughs> <laughs> not that it was on the car, in the cars, but, you know, it would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, for doing, I'm just going to take it back to comedy. For doing comedy for a decade, um, what are your thoughts on, like, it just how it was when you started and how it is now. Yeah. So, and it's, yeah, it's only like 10 years, but it, the way the world moves, I feel like it's, it's like, mm-hmm. it yeah. you know, it was yeah. like, you figure like even just 10 years ago, which would have been like, you know, 2011 or whatever, like YouTube was less than four years old, you know, like, and very different. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, it's, kind of it's totally different. So social media was still like, you know, pretty much in its infancy, you know, Facebook was still pretty new and, you know, uh, yeah, it was like my space time was just kind of ending. So it was, yeah, it was, it was a different time, but, um, I guess for me, I, my trajectory was kind of weird too, because I started off in the city. Like I was like, I'm going to go to the city. That's where it's at. So I did that class I did and that's where I was going to go do open mics with other people and then, you know, try to go to clubs and get in and, and get past at clubs and, and just I figured I would do that. Mm-hmm. But then after a little while, it became like, you know what, I live outside of New York City, I'm married, kids, like it's it's not easy, full-time job, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like easy, I gotta drive into the city, it's like a whole multi-hour ordeal yeah. to do, you know, a 10-minute yeah. spot somewhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you get past or you're getting paid for a spot in a club, it's like you're getting like 25 bucks and it cost me 50 to make the round trip. Right. You know? So it was like, so after a while, I was like, I'm, uh, and then I had a, I had gotten a new job and got out of it for a while too. So that kind of put me on a different, different path. I, you know, I just think in general, like now it's, it's very much a combination for people of doing stand up and then doing all the, re, you know, complimentary or related social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a big thing. Like back then it was, you'd maybe post something on Facebook or tweet something. That was it. You know, you weren't even really 
putting videos on YouTube as much even then. Yeah. You know? So um, it was just pretty much about getting up and doing and doing stand up, and then other than that, it was TV, you know, for comedy. So um, not not for me, but <laughs> brothers, but um, but now it's like you get people who can do a little bit of stand-up but if they're really good at all the other social media stuff and promotion yeah like you know you get I, i've seen some i follow some where i'm like this person's like a very mediocre comedian they have like thirty-eight thousand followers mm. and someone else who's like yeah. an outstanding comedian has like six thousand. you know and yeah. it's like one person's really able to kind of push that you know develop a fan base you know and i think sure. people now look to do that from day one mm. where Back in the day, it was like you established yourself first kind yeah. of on the street. And then you started developing that other stuff for people to see, yeah. you know, outside of a club. But Yeah. Does that hurt comedy or like like the, the way that comedy is like? Well, so the consumption of content has changed. Just the way it's done and the amount of it that people um, want and the outlets and platforms for it. Right. So um, there is a much bigger tolerance for uh mediocre content you know because it's just like yeah. we need to consume so much content yeah. that it's okay if something's just okay mm. you can't see amazing content non-stop mm -hmm. just right so it's like so i think it's been watered down a little bit so maybe in that sense it's not good but just by having so much more quantity of comedic content in every form uh it's just a matter of filing through and finding the good stuff and then there's going to be a lot more of the the upper, you know, the top level of that mm -hmm. too, you know. So, so I think overall, it's it's been good. I think the more, the more laughter, the better, you know. So the more good content, you just again, you have to, you know, if you could get to where you wade through some of the crap or start to identify which comedians you like, and then all of a sudden now you have their YouTube channel and their, you know, and, and their podcasts and all the stuff where you can get more and more content that's specifically what you want in comedy mm -hmm. or anything else. So you know, I think in that sense, it's it's good. Yeah. Yeah. but it also keeps people from being at times exposed to other things if they're not in, right if they're like oh I like Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer and those guys so I'm just going to spend all my time watching all their content mm. and then maybe yeah. never you know learn unless someone really pushes it some you know somebody else yeah it's like, I, I feel that, like and I, I, I don't know how much is still this way now but like it was like you'd go to a show and then you'd probably go for like one of the people, like the headliner, but then you'd find new people along the way who were there who were like the opening act or like the featured person. And like, you feel like, like that is like still intact. Like people do kind of like get like, I don't think discovered is the right word, but like you get like the exposure from being on shows like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's still very similar to way. It, well, I mean, there's still multiple comics that are going up. So in terms of like live comedy that, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's still, that still can happen for people in terms of getting, uh, and again, there's there some cases where you can have a headlining comic who, you know, maybe it's been around a while and maybe isn't super hot, but they're, they're still a headlining comic because mm -hmm. they were a big deal back in the day. And, and they may have a fairly limited, uh, you know, following now. But meanwhile, that opening comic who's who's been maybe doing it for, you know, six years instead of 30 years. Mm -hmm got right in on the ground floor with social media and, and again, might have more followers, might make more money than the headliner, not doing stand up, but again, from the combined, you know, other avenues they have. So, yeah. so that happens too. Yeah. But, yeah. Do you think there's so much more like, you know, um, I don't know, magical comedy or impressive comedy that would come out if people didn't censor so much or if people didn't immediately slap on like cancel because he said this one thing 
you know, because obviously comedians also evolve as people. Yeah. You know, they're not the same. You'd hope at least that they, yeah. that they grow and change. Some people are still yeah, the yeah. same. Some but do, some don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lamborghini! No, I think it's great that you credit comedians for being people. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So John uh, Wendell looks younger than when yeah. I met him. Thank oh. you. Oh, thanks. I'm just hitting on each other. Yeah, I know. Podcasting. It's not He's like, he said so many things about my great looks, I better throw it <laughs> i got to give him one back. Right? Um, that's, so, yeah, about the whole cancel culture thing. That's a great question. It's very topical. Um, it's very current, right? Very yeah. It's, it's, it's very what the hit, kids man. want. It's what the kids are talking about today, man. Don't cancel me, bro. Culture. Right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I think... I think it depends on the person. Like if somebody, if somebody's intimidated by that or they're, uh, you know, all of it back to lying on the couch for people, you know, it's, it's, it's like, what, what are your sensibilities that move you or motivate you? Like if you're someone who's worried about, um, you know, being looked down on and as a comedian in a way we are, but mm -hmm. I think most of us are more worried about that in terms of how good our act is, not mm -hmm. so much how we are morally as people on stage because yeah. it's an art, but yeah. Um, but I think so, so people who are a little more bulletproof on that kind of thing or, you know, don't get affected by as much aren't going to get worried. So there's like me, my thing is I'm not, I've never, I would never worry about being canceled because I stand behind my morality and I could at times even separate it. Although I find it challenging in the same token to like try to find the line, you know, to try mm -hmm. to, it's not, not everybody's style, but to, you know, try to find that line of like, just how far can I push a topic or a subject to where it's it's funnier than it is ooh you know it's funnier than mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. that crossing the line you know what I mean yeah. so it's like yeah. and sometimes you gotta cross the line to figure that out you're like wait, sure. okay that crossed the line right. that yeah. made even the Trumpers in here uncomfortable so I gotta you know rethink it but um, and then you just find you drag it back a little bit and you find okay this is where you know I allude to the subject matter but I don't say it and then we all laugh about it and move on and it's funny but but yeah, I, I think in terms of like people and the whole cancel thing, I, I think, it, you know, in some cases it probably has caught intimidated some people, um, you know, it's, and that's fair if there's somebody that's intimidated by, by the, the threat of, of cancel. But, you know, I think comedy, depending on, you know, maybe not if you, if you're a ventriloquist or do knock, knock jokes, but if you're like a, <laughs> an, you know, a version of yourself more or less on stage and an observational comic, comic, like many, probably most of us are like. I think that, um, you know, your stage persona is like, it is a version of you. It is a, a expression of yourself, an artistic expression of yourself and your own morality and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you word something in a way that exposes your morality and then you get canceled for that and it's in line with what your actual morality is, then you probably should have gotten canceled. Mm, that's bad. Right? But if not, if it's just like, no, 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 look, I'm trying to make a joke about this thing. I'm not one of those people who think that. And then you're going to get, you know, quote unquote canceled for that. Then um, that I think you have to stand up for as a comedian and not fear. You know, mm -hmm. when you're, you know, when it's like, you know, and I've had arguments with my not, you know, debates, healthy debates with my wife on that. Cause she's like, um, she makes your wokeness level look asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she's so woke. You guys are coma. <laughs> no. Um, and then sometimes I almost have to reel in her, in the woke. I'm woke too, but like she's super woke. So like there's, time, there's, times, there's times where I almost try to just step it back and just say like, Hey, can someone say a sentence that we just, 
listen to for a moment mm. before we attach all these biases to it. Because mm. if the point of being woke is to is to understand and, and uh, you know evolve from what biases cause us to do, then maybe it's wise to not bring those biases into what you're you know talking about or listening to. So yeah. anyway, but yeah. I you know I think the same thing happens in comedy. But it's like I fear not. I'll say something. You know, I, I, if I were to say something, you know, blatantly whatever, you know, it could be racist, sexist, anything like that. But if it's if it's more mean spirited than it is funny, or it's it's not redeeming, you know, or in any way, then then yeah, that's that's you can't. It's like Eddie Murphy. You can't do Eddie Murphy's act from the '80s right now. Right. I, I went back and watched it like six months ago. I watched Delirious and Raw yeah. back to back with my wife. You know, and we were just like. Wow, this is so cringe. Yeah, <laughs> like half of it at least. Right, you know, right. Yeah, the, the ice cream part's funny and all that. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know, you know you violent man on man rape is you know not as big nowadays. Uh, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. And, and that was and like for some people still is considered like one of the greatest stand-up specials of all time. And too. it was, and it was, and it was in line with its time, which I think is a thing. You know, you can look back and say. You're not guilty for what you did then, but you're guilty now if you think that's okay. Right. You you, you must look back and go, a lot of that stuff then wasn't okay then either, but we didn't know any better. So we were victims in a sense of our own time. Yeah. Um, But now that we've evolved past that, we can sort of forgive that and move on. You know, so I think that's important to evolve. Yeah. Just going to um, revisit this challenge. If you want to add anything to yeah, the list, we're on the chat. We got so serious. I guess it's a serious too. <laughs> <laughs> Look how long you're serious. Wow. I know. Yeah, it's kind it's of because you college. tricked me. It made me be serious about comedy. So that's one subject, right? Yeah. <laughs> the one subject you yeah. have to take. We're just serious about people yeah. hanging out, smoking a bong, having yeah, some yeah. ginger candies. Yeah, and then you're like, "Tell us what you think of Gatso Cote." Why did you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. How many more? To, let's see the list. Um, Do you want to know how many you have so far? Yeah. 24. I counted them already because you were ready for that. Uh, <laughs> 24. Oh, so I'm, We've I'm, done a lot of episodes of these. I think I'm missing like, what are there, like 30, 10, 20? I think 30, yeah. 20 or 30, right? So um, let me see what I can do on that list. So we were in Ohio. I'm going to slow that down. I'm going to go. There's no one in New Orleans, Texas, Arizona, California. It's going to name all states. I that was can't Jordan's believe very first challenge. Yeah, our first episode. episode. Yeah, it was Jordan naming the 50 all states. states. All 50 states. Yeah, yeah that, that, you know, there's always a couple that you miss, man. Those middle yeah. ones, man. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. called flyover for a real yeah. reason. I could do it a lot better now that I've spent some time, you know, I spent a couple of years like living in the South and, and, you know, during the week and working in a few different states. And like, yeah. So now I could do it better than I would have. Before that, but yeah, yeah. Back then, I'd be like, I don't know where Mississippi is. Is it in Montana? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I took a global film class, and and um, on the first day, the teacher gives us a map of the United States, and she was like, "Labels, man, these things you can choose." I just like saw her enjoying watching us all struggle to get. And I think I think only like five people got every single state in the exact yeah. right spot. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Ooh, White Sox and the Cubs. Yeah, Chicago. Some Chi Town. Some some love. Yeah. Do you hate any of these teams? Like deep in your heart, do you have any? Um, I mean, when I was younger, I hated the Yankees because I was a Mets fan and living in the shadows of the mm-hmm. yeah, fuck them. storied Yankees. As you but, said, um, living in the shadows. You guys were living yeah, still there, yeah, so it's no. okay. No, <laughs> I, I as much we as we had to. I, if people don't know what they're listening, there's 
uh, Jordan and John are Mets fans, and uh, Brendan and I are Yankees fans. Just to clarify for people if they're not, because people don't know sometimes. Yeah, we, it's but, very important that we establish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very important. Yankees fans like to establish it quicker than Mets fans. We definitely do. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, as long as we all hate the Red Sox, then it's right. like, okay. Look, it's like you have a lot of kids. We have a couple kids. Those championships are special to us. You can't even <laughs> keep track of all yours. Right? It's true. It's like, so. it's like 28, 29, 30. Oh, we yeah, know yeah. at this point. Right? <laughs> it's just fun. Yet, man. That was from your previous marriage, Mom. Yeah. Uh, you got a championship, too. And it was in the peak of your life. The Mets? Not the peak of your life, but uh, <laughs> it was in the glory He's days. like, you're so old. I assume it was somewhere <laughs> in the middle of your life. Uh, what's, what's old like? Um, <laughs> Eighty six, yeah, nineteen. I've been, I I've been that now. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I just turned thirteen, man. The Mets won the World <laughs> Series. Life is good. That was a that was a quick, great story too, because the day after the Mets won the World Series, <clears> and I had like no voice, and neither did my dad from screaming at the TV. <laughs> and uh, so the next day, I wake up, and uh, I, you know. I, walk in the kitchen or whatever and, and my dad's there and I was wondering why he wasn't going to work and he just looked at me and he was like uh, I don't know if it was it probably wasn't the next day it was probably like days later but in my mind it was next day so it was days later I wake up and he's like you're not going to school we're going to the ticker tape parade you know in the in the city which was like awesome oh, oh my god yeah man. so I was like whoa you know that, that's score one for dad in that column so we, <laughs> we got on a train on the L-I double R yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it was so packed that we're like halfway to the city and the, uh, you know, the dude comes out, the dude. I assume that's the dude. <laughs> hey, everyone, this is the dude. Yeah. Uh, this is a train. This is a train, dude. Uh, so the dude comes on the train. <laughs> it would be funny if it was like the dude from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. It's a train of eyes, man. It's like, hey, man, we're on the track and like, <laughs> let's just relax, man. Uh, <laughs> we only got one way to go. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. forward. <laughs> Taking this rug, but uh, <laughs> really tied the train together. Yeah, I mean, like Tara Reed was there in a pole. Seymour Hoffman, but yeah. So halfway there, the dude comes on the train. He's like, he's like, uh, you know, congratulations, Mets fan. This train ride is free. So because it was, and, and the reason was because the conductors couldn't walk through the car. They were just full wow. of They were not big on capacity. They looked Whoa. like a Tokyo train. They were just like jamming people in there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty cool. And I remember smelling weed in the city for the first time. Oh, cool. I, I smelled like a waft of weed. And I was how, like, how old were you? I was like, why does, I was like, just turned 13. And I remember thinking like, why does the city smell like daddy's sock drawer? That's weird. <laughs> this smells like those herbs you keep hidden that you tell me not to touch, mom. But yeah, that was cool. Man. That was a good time. Yeah, yeah. No, it feels good when, you're, when, you, when your team wins. It feels good to be like a part of the celebration. Hell yeah, especially when they don't win that often. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mets, Wait, so your dad um, definitely smoked marijuana? Oh, yeah. Your dad? Yeah. I mean, How about was, your mom? He was from the 60s. Uh... I think she did when she was younger. Yeah. Yeah, they were, you know, they, they came, they got together in like 1970. My dad was in Vietnam, you know, that whole thing and came back and grew his hair long and thought he was a hippie for a couple of years. So. <laughs> but yeah, definitely partook. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I definitely, like, I definitely look back on like, I try to think about back on memories and I'm like, there's a lot of times I smelled skunks outside and I wonder how many times <laughs> right, right. it was really skunks outside. <laughs> yeah. 
Now it's like kids will not know what that like because it's just you know it's everywhere. You yes. just walk, yeah. especially in the city. Like I, I've been yeah. in the city a bunch of times since it's been legalized, mm-hmm. and it's even even more, which is actually almost surprising because like it was like nobody was getting arrested, you know, for right. smoking a joint in the city a month before it got you know legalized, but. I noticed a difference. It was like right away. Yeah, we were, we were there on four twenty, like because we had a we had a meeting, and we were just like walking through, it, and it was just like a, a weed festival yeah. in Washington yeah. Square Park. Yeah, yeah everywhere. Yeah. So it's good and bad in a sense because it's like even things you enjoy. Like I don't want to always smell pizza. I love pizza. Yeah. I don't like I don't want it always in my face. Like at all. Times. <laughs> yeah. like, sometimes I want fresh air. I don't know. <laughs> 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 the pizza part of the podcast. <laughs> Oh, that's a good craving. Um, so now you have 26 on your list. I have 26 on the yeah. list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget. Oh, it's going to, it's just, I mean, I know. I mean, you can end it whenever you feel comfortable. Uh, we'll be here till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, I got Illinois. I got, uh, what else in the, yeah, the flyover states. There's nothing going on. I got uh, PA. We nailed PA. Mm-hmm. Carolinas and. I feel so now I have 26. So yeah. I got so, so the last two that I got. Did I say um, the Seattle Mariners? Did I get that? I don't think no. so. No. All right. The Mariners. I don't think so. No. Right. Yeah, no. Also, I was talking fast at one point and blamed the note taker. I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the PA. Yeah, yeah, PA, you already fucked up enough today. <laughs> you're fired. Yeah, but then you're rehired because we need you to work for us. Thank you, PA. Yeah, for $0. Yeah. So, you're getting right. experience. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is a great experience. It's going to help your career. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I said the Red Sox, Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the Mets and Yankees. We got I mean, just a couple more seconds. It's, it's going to hurt because probably going to end up having to give up on it. I wonder if it's National or American League, man. Mm. Minnesota Twins. Did mm. I say that? No, you did Ah, uh, okay. Well, yeah. There's not yet. Yeah, Milwaukee the, Brewers, I got. Right? You did, yeah. The Brewers, you got. Minnesota Twins. I'm up to 28 now? Yeah. And there's 30 for sure? Yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe they're, they're for Major League. And then there's 90 I wasn't going to look it up. I was just going to, like, ask Siri how many Major oh, yeah, League teams there are. But, um... Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it right... Th- oh, minor league teams I can do too? Oh, hell yeah. Alright, let me throw a few minor league yeah. teams on that. So I can at least go through the Mets. Like the, the St. Lucie Mets, the Savannah Nats, G-N-A-T-S, Nats. That's a word that I learned to spell embarrassingly late in life. About 40, about 40 years old. <laughs> really, what did that G do? It's a tricky there, one, though, right? Tricky. Yeah, there's no point. There's no there were, point I, was, I was out for a walk getting attacked by gnats, so I texted my, my wife at the time, like, N-A-T-S, and she was like, L-O-L. And I'm like, what? I don't know how to spell it. She's like, G-N-A-T-S, and it blew my mind. But anyway, <laughs> where does silent G come from? Yeah. Why did no one ever cover that in school? I was out that day. Um, <laughs> so the Binghamton Mets is their double A affiliate. Um, they have the Brooklyn Cyclones. Mm-hmm. We have the, uh, let's see. The Yankees have the, um, they have a Trenton team. Is it, but I don't know. Are they just the Trenton Yankees? Mm, I know there's, there's a trend team. I don't, know, I don't know whether they're Yankees or not. I was going to check on that. There you go. We're going to go to judges. <laughs> we will not write it down. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. yeah, until we get a final? 
The integrity of this game will not be impeached. Um, nah, there is no team named the Trenton Yankees. Or the Bruins or the Trenton Bears or something like that. Or the Bulldogs or the... Just name it. Animals, yeah. <laughs> the Badgers, the Nat. No, there's no. <laughs> the Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure that like if I really, you know, it's funny because I paid. I, I was way more into baseball probably 20 years ago, and I would have had like even minor leagues. I probably would have had another like 30, you know, teams that I could name. And, mm-hmm. Too bad you can't call past John Lindell. The Yankees actually left Trent. Oh, see? So see, like I said, I can name all the... Does that count? How about the Hudson Valley Renegades? The Hudson Valley Renegades. Yeah, that Renegades are a team, yep. Do they still exist? Going to a minor league game is like fun in a different way than going to a major league game. Yeah. Major league is like epic and then usually like it's like pretty packed for the most part. So you go yeah. like, like a really like bad game, but like when you go to a minor league game, it's like it's either not really that packed or it's packed with like these like crazy diehard fans yeah. to like yeah. dress up and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, right. Super minor league fans are like almost a little strange, right? Yeah. It's like, how are you into something that only 4,000 other people even know about? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like having an obscure singer that you just love. Like, Who? You know. But uh, yeah, I'll do, you know what? I'll, I'll, um, I've given it the old college try and I'm willing to step well, it. Yeah, you ended on 33. So a solid number. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I mean, if I was like one from the record or something, I'd be like, let me check. But you know, no, yeah, I don't think anyone's gotten 33 so. before. So you the first 33? First 33 for baseball. Yeah, you're like 67 on right. the record or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're 33 away from the negative record, though. So. Uh, well, I'd love to know who I missed in, the, in Major League Baseball. That's for the teams. Yeah, well, I think the PA text you. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I'm yeah, don't look no, no, no. You're def- you're time. you're allowed to, to look at him once Let's, we sign off. But we do want to thank you for coming on the show. Right. Such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, any uh, last thoughts you'd like to leave the folks? Um, no, I, I feel like I've been able to get a lot off my chest, and that I'll <laughs> uh, continue coming <laughs> to see you. Uh, yeah, I did a session with Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Mary Jane. I'm not sure. If she's licensed, but um, but a good therapist nonetheless. So yeah, no thanks. Well, you're that. licensed I mean, enough for both her sure. and yourself. Yeah. So. I could print the license off if you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So I hang the credentials when people come in here. I'm like, the doctor will see you now. Yeah. No, it's been great, great being here, and yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, if anybody's in uh, in the Connecticut area, I'm usually at Foxwoods Casino performing stand-up about once or twice a month. Next time is September 17th. Come check me out there. Um, or, you know, keep watching reality TV. You never know when I'll pop up. <laughs> <laughs> You're the ongoing cameo that could be in any, any wedding situation. John Wendell might be That's there. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys for uh, listening. Uh, we also just keep on following all the LNH and late night hump stuff. You know where to find us with all, all both those tags. Uh, we have the morning shower coming back. It's going to make a return tomorrow. So we are going to get a butt ass early and do the morning shower podcast. Give you some daily news jokes that your day started right. It's back, and we have Weed Man's Joint for second and third Wednesday of the month, and <clears throat> yeah, check out our website, lnhstudios.com slash shows. Bye. Love you. Love you, too.
So sexy.